All right, everybody. Welcome to the fourth annual Yeah But Still Halloween special. I'm your host, Jack Wagner. Um, And once again, this will be a two-part Halloween series. Um, You're listening to part one of two. Uh, Part two will be coming out tomorrow or the next day on Patreon. These are both Patreon episodes. So you're going to have to get behind the paywall if you want to hear the full thing. And I highly recommend doing it. Like I said, this is the fourth year of me doing these episodes, um, which is pretty pretty shocking to me um, because all of these all of these stories come from people just like you who listen to this podcast. I don't go trolling Reddit or anything for these stories. They all come from listeners of the podcast, generally like-minded people who I who and people that are believable, people who I believe. Um, these are all things that uh, I believe happen to these people. Um, I wouldn't put anything on these episodes that I didn't believe or if I thought somebody was lying. Um, and that's, uh, I, you know, every year it gets kind of more startling how many submissions we have. The fact that I've been able to do it for this long is kind of startling, especially, um, you know, I think most people try to be skeptical about this stuff, even if it just helps them go to sleep at night um, a little easier. But um, I could tell you as a person who has to go through this through all of these stories and hear all of them every year um let's just say i've had many many sleepless nights during the months of october um in the last four years so here i am one more time uh four years in a row um may as well get it started you're listening to part one of a two-part patreon series and without further ado happy halloween and welcome to the fourth annual, yeah, but still, Halloween special. This is part one. You think I'm psycho, don't you, Mom? I just killed Johnny's pup. You think I'm psycho, don't you, Mom? You'd better let him lock me up. You know that little girl next door. I believe her name was Betty Clark Oh, don't tell me that she's dead, Mama Cause I just saw her in the park We were sitting on a bench, Mama Thinking up a game to play Seems I was holding a wrench, Mama And then my mind just walked away You think I'm psycho, don't you, Mom? I didn't mean to break your cup You think I'm psycho, don't you, Mom? Oh, Mama, why don't you get up? So I want to start this episode off with a series of stories from somebody that I know very well. And some of you, uh, most of you actually probably know because he's been on this podcast before. Um, This comes from Andy Harry from the band Cobra Man. Um, This is a person that I've lived with before, a person that I've known for a long time, but he's also a person that even if you know him well, you, you realize that there's so much you don't know about him. He's had a strange life. He's lived in a lot of places. And um, 
just recently, we were actually on a camping trip, and classic style around a campfire, started telling each other weird stories. Um, and when it came around to Andy, he started cranking out so many anecdotes of these bizarre things that have happened to him in his life um, that I've never heard about before. Um, not all necessarily paranormal, but there's a reoccurring theme to them. And I, I just say the amount of unusual things and close calls with danger that has happened to him is very abnormal for any human being, let alone somebody that's uh, pretty young. Um, so I wanted to start this episode with, uh, with Andy. Um, I think you're going to enjoy this. He had uh, a ton of stories to tell me, um, but uh, I'm going to limit it to just a few. So I'm going to let him take it from here. Hey, what's going on? This is Andy Harry. Uh, you might have heard of my band, Coverman. We've been on this podcast before. And uh, I have some weird stories. Uh, I kind of had a strange childhood. We moved around quite often, which ended up uh, being essentially every region of the country uh, I lived in at one point. Generally, it was for about two years at each place, sometimes more. Uh, there was even one place we lived, or actually two places we lived for one year. And part of what makes my stories, I think, a little bit interesting is that I also grew up extremely religious. And because we lived in many different parts of the country, that looked different in every area. In some places, it was a little more youth pastor with a soul patch. And in other places, it was a little more, uh, you're going to hell for listening to ACDC. And ever since I was little, I felt very sensitive to the feeling of, I'm not sure how to describe it other than a spiritual plane on earth. And I didn't understand it. And uh, it would really bother me as a kid. And it didn't help that in some of these religious institutions I was in, that fear was really drilled into me. And so throughout my life, I had some experiences that I'm not sure if they were drawn to me or I was drawn to them. But either way, they're pretty crazy. So my first story happened when my family moved to Rancho Cucamonga when I was in fourth grade. We only ended up living there. Uh, I don't even know if we were there a year. But, you know, I was always the new kid. And so I was always having to make new friends. And the friends that I happened to make at that time were my neighbors. And uh, it doesn't happen as much anymore, it seems. But back then, you know, all the kids would be outside riding bikes. Uh, for a while, all of us kids would like to play hide-and-seek throughout, like, the whole neighborhood. And, uh, you know, we're hiding behind all these different houses. The neighbors kind of don't mind. There's always kids around. But me and these two other kids found a house that was for sale, and one of the doors was unlocked. And as we walked up to the house, I had this deep, sinking, heavy feeling that something was incredibly dangerous inside and that we should not go in there. They were kind of calling me, like, whatever word they call, like, wimpy kids back then. It wasn't the P word, but it was something like that. Anyways, I didn't care. I wasn't going in there. 
I talked him out of going in there. I think later that week, the school sent out a flyer that there was an attempted kidnapping. And all the parents were pretty freaked out about this. At the same time, there was a big kind of desert lot behind our development, and we would build dirt bike ramps back there. One day we were back there, and a group of men in a truck tried to coerce my friend's younger sister into getting in their truck. There seemed to be somebody in the area potentially looking to kidnap kids, right? A couple days later, I don't remember if it was a week or two later, we got news that the kidnapper was caught and they found him living in the house that my friends wanted to go into to hide during hide and seek. And that's an example of this sort of deep, unsettling feeling I've felt throughout my life. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of it could be labeled as anxiety, which I do have, um, but not all the time. And so I'm curious where the line's drawn between anxiety and something else. So yeah, this feeling uh, kind of carried on with me throughout my life, and, and it still happens. And uh, as an adult, when it happened, I started to become more curious about it. It wasn't until I started seeing a therapist and sort of uncovering this that I got some insight about it. But another example of something that happened is after college, I moved down to Florida with some friends outside of Tampa. My friend's apartment was in a gated development. And if you've ever been to Florida, you know that most people's porches are screened in. You know, there's mosquitoes and bugs and all that. It's a swamp, so they got screens to keep the bugs out, right? So one day, we're all sitting in there. You know, we're all musicians, so we have, like, some gear in there. It wasn't anything crazy, like some pianos, like a couple of guitars or whatever. And this group of dudes, like our age, drive by the house. And I'm sitting on the porch. I think I was, like, smoking a cigarette or some shit. And this guy walks up, and he's like, Hey, are you in a band? And I was like, Yeah. And he was like, Can we come listen to some demos? And I was like, We don't have any. Because we weren't really a band. <laughs> After that, he was like, Well, do you guys want to smoke some weed? Or like, Nah, no thanks. And like, this person didn't seem, like, you know, too sketchy. It was a dude our age. Anyways, it was weird. The guy drove off. We were like, what the fuck is that all about? Anyways, later that night, I think we're drinking and stuff. There was like me and a couple other people in the house, but most people had gone to bed. And there was a knock at the door at like three in the morning. So I look outside, look through the peephole. There's nobody there. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like there's somebody like pranking us or something, whatever. So... I go to lay down, kind of forget about it. And uh, a week later, I think I had forgotten about the whole thing. We had been partying, so I was pretty drunk. I don't drink anymore, but at the time I was really partying a lot. And I remember I went to bed after a night of partying on the couch. Now, we never locked that sliding glass door that went to the porch because it was screened in it kind of has like this false sense of security like the screen is there to keep people out we never thought about locking the sliding glass door i didn't even know there was a lock on it 
It was like a lock that's in the middle of the door. It was like this tab that you flip up. That night, I probably woke up at maybe four in the morning, and for some reason, in my drunken stupor, I got up and locked the sliding glass door and went back to bed. And that next morning, I woke up, and someone had cut the entire screen open and tried to break into the house. So again, it's like this weird feeling of feeling like uh, I'm sensing danger right before it happens and avoiding it. And maybe that was, you know, nature's way of telling me like, yo, you're not going down the path that you should be going on. And like, look where this is taking you. And we're gonna we're gonna give you a break a couple times. But like, get the fuck out of here. It's there's there's a lot of examples. The one that I can think of off the top of my head is like one time I was outside of a bar in Florida, just talking to a friend and I was like we should go inside and like a couple seconds later a stray bullet just went right in between us like through the window of the bar (laughs) anyways it happened again this time was in Los Angeles I'd moved to Eagle Rock and you know not too bad of an area but I lived on one of the main roads, and you know, it can get a little sketchy at night, but overall, you know, it's not the part of LA where there's like a lot of murders happening or anything like that. It's it's a family neighborhood. I wouldn't call it rough. I was walking in to my apart to my I, I live in like a bungalow and there's like a complex that has a courtyard in it. And it's not gated from the street, so anyone can walk in. But I had never seen anyone sketchy back there. There'd never been any problems. Anyways, it was about 10.30 p.m. It was, I want to say, two nights before Halloween. I was walking across the street. There wasn't many people out. And as I approached the steps that go into the courtyard, I just saw a very black void. The only way I can explain it is it looked like the shadow of the bushes, but there was no definition in the shadow. And it blows my mind because... I have looked for it every time I walk into my courtyard. And every time, there's at least a little bit of ambient light or something. It's very strange. Anyways, as I'm crossing the street, I'm about 100 yards away. And I just knew something was there. That I was going to encounter. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know if it was positive or negative thing I just knew that something was there so as I walked in I'm walking up the steps and to my right I see the cherry of a cigarette light up now the guy that takes care of the complex is always outside smoking so I figure it's him I always say hi to him so I walk in I turn I say what's up dude this guy's like a foot away from me And as I say that, I look over and the cherry of the cigarette lights up a little more and I realize it's not my neighbor. It's a man in a mask with a cigarette in his mouth, wearing a black hoodie, holding something in his pocket. Really posting up, like looking tall and tough. So I just look at him, I say, you fucking scared me, dude, what the hell? And I just keep walking. And he mumbled something at me. And in that moment, 
I didn't have a fight or flight response. I knew that it was someone that shouldn't be there. But for some reason, I just kept walking away at the same pace I was walking and I turned and looked over my shoulder and we just made eye contact the entire time I walked back to my door. He was wearing the most terrifying mask I've ever seen. It wasn't a Halloween mask. It was one of those paper spa masks that have like the little nose cut out and the eyes and stuff. And as I got to my door, I turned and he just, uh, when I turned, he was gone. Like I turned to my door to like open it and then I turned back and he was gone. All right, that is not the end of Andy's story, but that is the end of this free Patreon preview. I'm sorry, folks. Uh, All you freeloaders out there, if you want to hear the rest of this episode, you're going to have to get behind the paywall. Um, But I highly recommend doing that because it's not just this episode. There's another episode coming out tomorrow, part two, and also all the past Halloween episodes. So come on back, patreon.com slash yeah, but still.